The following presentation is from North Pine Baptist Church. We trust that it will help you learn more about God and His message for the world. For more information and to connect with us, visit npbc.org.au. Take all day. Our red shirt. 
Evans Close, Kaya, Nathan. That is pretty good. I think it's about 90. So there's a shirt for Nathan. All right. Next question. How many countries around the world is Scripture Union working in? Red shirt? No, higher. No higher. It's only the kids answering. The adults can answer too. They're good shirts, I promise. Right up the back. Um, that could be correct, but I'm going to go for a number. No higher. More than a hundred. <laughs> Not quite two hundred. Lady at the back. No, not quite. No. That's pretty close. 140. All right. Using Beck as the guide, we have chaplains all across Australia. Um, I don't know if you know it, but there's chaplains in every NRL team in Australia, every AFL team, the supercars, life-saving. We have chaplains, well, not us, but Chaplains are involved in all kinds of things and businesses as well. But we have chaplains in how many school communities in Queensland, do you reckon? Sorry? No, more than 20. It's quite a lot. How many school communities? Yep. Did you say 915? <laughs> I think you did. There you go. All right. The last one. We'll use Beck as the model. What's the average age of a scripture union chaplain? 102. Oh, bad. That's not very nice. All right. Lady over there? Very good, but you are incorrect. But we'll give you a shirt because you're close. 44. There you go. All right. If you go around North Pine Sub, you'll see people mowing their shirt, mowing their lawns in a new SU shirt. So, today, we, your mission statement, or what you've been looking through over May, is people today, particularly as people of love, and over your mission month, as Beth, um, Beth talked about, was being alongside. And I reckon they're two pretty cool things. So, I'm going to quickly, because we don't have much time, go through a couple of things with you today, but it is plain to start with. I don't know if you've done it, but I was working on a government site this week, and I had to put in some information, and rather than put your dates in, you had to scroll back through the years. Do you know how annoying that has become? I had to scroll right back through to the 1960s when I was born, 1968, and I'm like, Seriously, this is getting so old. But when I was 17, which makes 1983, I was invited to speak at a church. And that was my very first time speaking at the front of people. And I thought, look at it now and think, a church to invite someone, a young guy at 17, is a pretty big thing for a church to do. And as I prepared a little sermon for that church, I still remember it clearly today. I remember God saying to me, Jeff, whenever you speak in front of
son of a group or at a church, I want you to speak so basically, so basic, if that's the word, that whether you the people in the crowd are 80 or 8, they will remember what you spoke about. So over the next 38 years, from when I was 17, I've taken that on. I felt it was a call of God. So today you are probably going to hear the most basic message that you've ever heard at North Pine. And I'm not going to apologize for that because that's what God has always asked me to do. So when I thought about people of love and living alongside others, I thought I'd share the one of the most important things in my life that I love. You guys would have things in your life that you love. And it'll come up on the screen that my message today is about the most important thing in my life. It is my dog, Hudson. I told you I was going to talk very practically. So this is our dog, Hudson. He's actually not our dog. We co-parent. Have you ever heard of co-parenting? We co-parent this dog. This is my son's dog. He's eight years old, and then a few years ago, my son moved into an apartment in the city, which you do when you're 30, and I've got lots of money again. So he lives in this beautiful apartment, but his partner is allergic to dogs. And Jordan said to us, would you keep and look after Hudson? I'm like, oh, okay, we'll do it. So for the last three years, Hudson has lived with us and he's become part of our family. The great thing when you co-parent a dog is that you get to look after him, but our son pays all the vet bills. It works. It's a great idea. This little dog has made a massive difference in our life. I grew up on a cane farm. We had dogs, but they kept getting run over. And one day my dad said, that's it, we're not having dogs anymore. We're going to go on to a new animal and bought us horses because they couldn't get run over. I'm like, okay. So we had horses, but I've always missed having a dog until a few years ago. I thought for those that like, does anyone like dogs in the room? Okay, great. I don't like cats, so I'm sorry for the cat people. A couple of facts about dogs for you today. There is, on average, 900 million dogs in the world today. Wouldn't you love to be the guy from Google that got told, go out and count all the dogs? But he has come up that there's 900 million dogs, and it's rising. The number went up through COVID, and 83% of these dogs live unrestrained. They're just living with families like us. And if we're thinking today about people of love, I reckon a dog shows love more than anything in this world. They are amazing at love. So I'm going to share you four characteristics of Hudson, relate them back to God, and then ask you some questions in your mission month that you can relate to and you can think about in the coming weeks. The first characteristics of this little dog, it's going to be hard to believe that he protects us. I don't know how this dog does it, but if we can be sitting out in the outdoor area, there is, we cannot hear anything, but Hudson will start barking. And yet if we look out the window, someone's walking past. He has this amazing sense that there's people around. He will bark against dogs that are twice his size, 
or because he's trying to protect me? He is so good at protecting us. And I reckon God's protect lots of people. Lots of people. This week I was reading one of the massive things that causes people's mental health is watching the news and being terrified as what is happening in the world today. It is so good, isn't it, to have protection in life. Do you think of that dog, the little way that he protects us, and we do dress him up on Christmas Day as well? We today, as a group of people, have a God who protects us. There's an incredible verse in Deuteronomy 31 and 6 that says, Be strong and courageous, do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you, he will never leave or forsake you. What an incredible promise today that the God of the universe is protecting you as you go through life. We don't need to be terrified or afraid, as we may watch the news and that can take us down that path. But amongst all that's happening in the world today in 2023, we know that we still have a God that protects us and looks after us. At SU, we run over 90 camps a year. And sometimes that is terrifying, taking kids away on camps. And over the last 16 years, at my time at SU, I've seen God protect us time and time again in those camps. A few months ago, I was driving through, I don't know if you know, up through Strathpine in one of those key areas. There's like a, a big, um, like a crossroads, and the roads go five different ways, and there's shops around. It's about 2 a.m., sorry, 2 p.m. in the afternoon. I was just miles away, just driving through. And as I drove through that intersection, I felt a car come right up beside me as it turned, and I saw the whites in the eyes of the person driving, and my initial thought was, Seriously, mate, you have just gone through a red light and you're about to run into me. All of a sudden, I realized I was the one who just drove through that red light. And it took me a few seconds and I pulled over and, you know, sometimes the fear becomes just that shaking afterwards. And my thought was, that was so close. But yet, I knew God had protected me. Even though I'd just driven through a red light, I knew God's protection was around that car. In Psalms chapter 18, David says this about God's protection. I love the Lord my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge. I call to the Lord who is worthy of praise. I've been saved from all my enemies. Many times God saves us, doesn't he? And I want to read this part to you, so I think it's really good. Many times God works in ways that we don't understand. Sometimes God's protection comes in the form of peace and strength in the middle of despair. I encourage you today, as children of God, if things feel tough in your life or you're going through a season of despair, that God has not been forgotten, God has not left. In 2023, God still is our protector. So in your mission month, as it comes to the end, on that little theme, I want to share two things with you. While God is our protector, do we protect our family, friends and family and look out for them as God does for us? We're talking about being a church and a people of love today. Do you protect your family and friends like God does? And the second point, are you getting alongside them and supporting and protecting them? as God does for you. 
the second little characteristic of our dog. Do you remember what our dog is called? Hudson, just checking if he's still awake. This part about him I love is that he records no fault. He has the most amazing memory. I've been away a lot for work recently and um, long days out, so I feel really sad when I leave him at home. And he makes me feel worse to cry. Do you, do you have a dog that cries out that little whimper? Sometimes he'll run outside and he'll just sit there and he thinks that I won't go if he's waiting outside. But yet when I get home, he never judges me. He's just so excited to see me. Doesn't matter if we don't give him the best food at dinner time, he never holds or he never has any faults to us. I don't know about you, but even people in church, we are quick to find fault with our friends and family, aren't we? It is so easy to find fault with people. And yet, this little dog, he finds no fault with us. 22 years ago, we lived in Bundaberg. We lived there all of our life and we had a business. And it came to the time that we had to close. Things were really tough in Bundaberg. So we decided to close it down and out of pride we decided we'd just leave town and we'd move to Brisbane and start life again. The problem was when we closed down, my wife and I, we had, we owed people, a, sorry, a husband and wife, we owed them a loan. We had to pay them back $230,000 and we had nothing to give them. We moved to Brisbane with $200. My sister-in-law paid for our rent and our bond, and yet these people would still owe 230000 I thought of selling some stuff and selling some Titans merchandise that I owned and all the expensive stuff. I thought about selling the kids, doing whatever I could, but I couldn't give them $230,000. And for many, many years, or for basically the first five years we lived in Brisbane, I would wake up at 2 a.m. most nights with that bread that I owed those people $230,000. Today, I still owe them $230,000. But a few years ago, I got a phone call from this gentleman that I owed the money to. His name was Alan. And you know when you see people's name come up on your mobile, you have that sick feeling. And I thought, the day has come that this man wants his money and I'm probably just going to, I'm thinking I'm going to jail, I'm doing all of these kinds of things. And I was like, oh, I've been dreading this phone call. I took the phone call, and the conversation went like this. Jeff, I'm not sure if you remember, but you owe us 230000 I'm like, yep, I haven't forgotten, and obviously you haven't forgotten either. And my heart just set. And this is what he said. I'm just ringing to tell you I've changed our will so my kids can never change our will to say that you never have to repay that money. It's pretty an amazing phone call. I still wish I could pay it back, but he said we find no fault with you. Your debt has been paid. An amazing phone call. And today, it's in his will because he, ne- he wanted it to be in there so his kids could never come and ask for our money. It's in there as a formal statement to say, 
there is no help for the proud to destroy. In Psalms 130, it says, If you, Lord, kept the record of sins, who can stand? I think that's one of my favorite verses in the Bible. Let me read it again. If you, Lord, kept the record of sins, who can stand? Think about that. If God kept the record of all of your sins, it would be amazing. Yet that there is forgiveness so that we, if we are going to serve you, God has found no fault in us today. In Corinthians, and why would people like that Alan say there is no fault with our way? Why would God have a verse in the Bible that says that he finds no fault with us, no record of our sins? It's because of a verse in Corinthians that says, Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude, it is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. So the thought for you and your mission mate, on your friends, is I wonder today, these are really deep questions for you to think about. Is there someone you live alongside, you live with, who you need to apologize to and find no fault with today? Is there someone that maybe your time needs to find no fault with going forward? And the last big question is to be a person of love. Your mission statement is your mission theme for this month is to be people of love. Is there an area of your life you need to change to not be a person who finds fault with others? Alright, we're nearly done. The third characteristic of Hudson, this little dog, is that he longs to be with us. I don't know about your dog, but this dog just loves to sit with us. I can be sitting on our couch, a three-man couch, and I'm sitting at the end. He has the whole couch. Guess where he sits? Literally touching me. I'm like, mate, you have the whole couch, but it has to be really touching us. If I'm working from home, if I can sit in my office for 10 hours, he just sits beside me. If I go to the bathroom or the fridge, he follows me, turns around and he walks back in and sits in my office. Longs to be with us. As I said, he cries when we go out. Longing is a really cool word. I don't know if you think about it much, but longing. People today, people like you and I, long for a lot of things. Some of us may long for a career. Some of us long for approval. We long for praise. And some of us long for a life of acceptance by others. As a kid growing up in Bundaberg, there was this department store that had these shoes in. Back in the 80s, they were really cool. They're, they're cool again. You know how fashion just keeps coming around? I longed for these shoes. Every time I walked through this department store, I was like, oh, Mum, can I get those shoes? They are so cool. The Adidas boot stripes. I never, ever got them. I don't know why, but I longed and I longed for them. And I'm not sure why Mum never bought them for me, but um, they were really cool shoes. Yet today, when I talked about us, we can all long for things. In Isaiah 30, 18, this is one of those other wonderful verses that says, Yet the Lord longs to be 
Therefore, he will rise up to show you compassion. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are those who wait for him. I don't know if you've ever thought about it, but the God who created the world, that looks after the world today, wants to be gracious to you. That is an amazing thought that the creator of the world longs to be gracious to you today, wherever you are in life. As a teenager, I had that, as a first, as a young man, I had that longing to just be with God and a first to be with God. And sometimes in the busyness of life, I wished that I had that childlike faith again. That longing I had back then that life was simple, just to be with God. The question for you today is, do you still have that longing to be with Jesus? Irrespective of how long that you've loved God, I wonder if you've got the same love today that you had for God 30, 40 years ago. Here's one of my favorite quotes a friend of mine said to me a few years back. God does not have favorites, but he does have people who is more intimate with. Let me say that again. God does not have favorites, but he does have people who is more intimate with. The people that God today is more intimate with are those that desire to spend time with him. So my question for you today is, how is your quiet time going with God? Do you continue to long to be with God? Or has the Instagram, the Facebook, the TikTok taken over the time that you should spend with God? I was on Instagram last night, actually. And it's a problem of mine. I love watching stupid little videos. But I did see something that said, from a pastor in the States, said, one of the problems today that affects more Christians and stops their walk with God is their heart. And I thought, how true. So many of us have replaced our time with God by looking through Facebook and scrolling through Instagram. So today the question is, do you still want to be with God? Last characteristic of our little dog Hudson. Our little dog Hudson, the coolest thing about him is that he longs to welcome us home. Do you know when I get home today, when I walk in and open the garage door, I don't know if this little dog has a memory or whether he thinks I've been gone three days or three hours, but he is super excited to see me every time I get home. Sometimes I wish our wives and our family were so excited to meet. Sometimes I'll be gone tomorrow, I'm in Adelaide for three days. When I get home and I see them, they'll go, hey, Dad, hey. Yet little Hudson, he rushes out. He jumps all over you. He is so excited to see you. But do you know what? He brings me a gift every time. He will find a shoe or a thong or something, and he runs around with it, and he drops it at my feet today. Welcome home. It is such a great feeling, isn't it? I love going on holidays, and like I said, my family are overseas. But our best holidays, we're not campers. No, there's probably campers in the room. I love holidays at a unit of the coast. And I have this little tradition, whether we go for three nights or five nights, I never, ever want to come home. And we pack up, and then I always say to the family just before we leave, hang on, I just want to have one more week. 
and I stand on the balcony and I look out over the water thinking, oh, God has to go home. And they're like, come on, Dad, we've got to go home. Oh. But yet when I walk back into our home, it feels really good. There's something great about it. We were able, after 20 years of renting in Brisbane, after we moved here with nothing, we bought a house three years ago. And it feels really, really good to have a home to go to. I don't know where you guys grew up, but like I said, I grew up in Bundaberg, and um, I love going back to Bundaberg. I love going back to Mum's place. There's that special feeling of going back to where you grew up. One of the things, as soon as I get go home, I go home regularly, say good day to mum at the door, I walk in, do you know where I go? Straight to the fridge. My mum's fridge has always been so good. She cooks these amazing fruit salads and cakes, and as she's got older, I've realised some of it's about four years old, but that's okay, she's just forgetting things. I probably wouldn't go to Mark's house and walk in and go straight to his fridge. But in my own home and my mum's home, I can do whatever I like. Home is a safe haven, isn't it? It's a place of comfort. It's a place to live with our families and pets and enjoy our friends. A place to build memories as well as build a future place. Oh, well, a place where we can truly just be ourselves. I love at home just sitting on the beanbag watching the footy. And I always say to my family, do you reckon there's any other 55-year-old blokes around who just sits around in a bin bag watching the footy? I'm like, I don't care, it's my house. I do what I want. Home is a special place. One day, though, the promise for us today in the mission is when our mission is over in this world, God is going to welcome us home to a far better place. And in 2 Peter it says, verse 1 to 10, Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. If you do these things, you will never stumble. And you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That is the thought I want to leave you this morning. As much as you may watch the news tonight and things are looking disheartening, as the cost of living grows and some of us are struggling to find a place to live. And a lot of people today in your area and my area don't have a home. But one day, our Lord and Savior is going to welcome us home. We are going to be willingly welcomed into the kingdom of God and into His kingdom. That is the most amazing thought for you and me today. That one day, God of creation will welcome us home to his kingdom. So I just want to leave those thoughts to you, and I just want to remind you those things because there's some statistics around within 20 minutes. Most of you have forgotten what people say. So I'm going to remind you of what we talked about today. As your May mission month comes to an end, and your goal is to be a church that loves others, God is going to live alongside people, work with others in your community to remember that you can be a people of love because God protects us. We can live amongst others and love people and get alongside them because God recruits no problem. And maybe as a church at North Point today, 
that is evolved through a community of people that finds no fault with each other. The third point was today in a world that is busy and fast, and we all have a lot on that God still wants to be with you. God has not forgotten you. God still sees you. And he just longs to be with you. I'm encouraged more than ever. You may have to change some things in your life. You may have to ditch the phone. You may have to remove Instagram off your phone. But I encourage you to go back to your childlike faith and long to be with God and sit with Him again. And the fourth thing that one day God is going to be fantastic. Let me just pray for you. Lord, I want to thank you today that you love us. Thank you for little simple things like our pets that show us love. Lord, that reminds us of your love each day. Thanks for people at North Pine, Lord. Thank you for the work that they're doing. Thank you for their ministries. Help them to be a people of love today. Help them to be a people, a group of people that work alongside others. Help them to find their fault with others to be well in this community. Lord, thank you again that you've given us a place to play. Thanks for joining us for this presentation from North Pine Baptist Church. For more information and to connect with us, visit npbc.org.au.